if I can't attune to a woman, that's why I would need a system, a process to run, right? Um, and so in some ways, the people creating those systems probably aren't going to know how to attune to a woman. Mm. All right. Welcome to another episode of Dear Men. This one, I am back with my good friend Jason, who's been on several times because he's one of my favorites. And today we're talking about pickup, the pickup artist scene, and how a lot of times it can be an intro into deeper work. So just to say up front, this episode is not about shaming it or making it wrong. It's just sort of discussing it because it seems to be a pretty common entry point for a lot of men into the work of relating and becoming awesome with women. So uh, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, excited to be here. And, um, and we'll go into more of what you do and our program and everything at the end. So, um, Yeah, so I would love to hear, because you do have some experience with the pickup scene, um, and you know the title of this is The Day I Outgrew Pickup, so spoiler alert, he outgrew pickup, but it was there at the beginning of the story, or at least involved in the story. Um, so what was your experience with the pickup scene and with the whole sort of that part of your life? Yeah, it was um, uh, my mid-20s. I moved to Boulder, Colorado, and uh, quickly met a tribe of guys that were very much in kind of the transformational world and, you know, my jam. And that summer is when Neil Strauss released the game, which... Um, spread like I don't even know who introduced it into our pack but we all read it and we all read it very fast yeah I mean uh, it became the game is a best-selling book it was yeah. like I think it was the top of the New York Times list it obviously struck a chord with a ton of people yeah it, it was a great book about um you know Neil at the time was kind of a nerdy guy cut off from a large part of himself and he got introduced to this world as part of his journalistic uh, career and then it became quickly very personal for him and the work he did. And um, that was kind of my first eye-opening exposure to, oh my God, this idea of pickup artistry and techniques. And me and this crew of guys read it voraciously that summer and then started kind of exploring the other people online. And there were countless systems and PDFs and of other videos. Pickup artists, other pickup, pickup artists. Famous pickup artists like Mystery. Mystery and, was a big one. Um, David D'Angelo. Ross Jeffries was one of the uh-huh. first. Um, and they it, each had their own PDFs, like yeah. how to attract women, how to escalate is another one of the words totally. they use a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a big part of that world, though, is practicing, is like actually going out into the field, as they call it, <laughs> and running routines. Yeah. Like a... Um, like a magician running or a routine. robot or a football player or a football like player. A running a play. And yeah. so, yeah, we'd be going out in downtown Boulder, um, nervous and trying to run routines and pick up women. How did that go? I'm so curious. For some of us, it went better than others. Uh, for myself, it never really clicked. It never really worked, um, in, in many, many ways, shapes and forms. Uh, it never felt authentic for me. Um, but in some ways, it was, as it is for many men, um, an exposure to men's work for me. Mm. Um, Can you say more about that? Um, for, for a lot of guys, <laughs> one of the only things painful enough to make us realize I want to change is, oh my God, there's a beautiful woman, and I don't know how to interact with her. Yeah. And now I'll, oh, there she goes. <laughs> I'll never see her again. And uh, that is that is a very, you know, for myself and for many men we work with, um, ask most men that, you know, didn't have immediate success with, with women, and they can list probably three or four very specific moments in their life where they felt a lot of attraction for someone or I felt a lot of attraction for someone who didn't approach them 
and it stays it stays in your system. Yeah, I mean, what if? I, I right, I think because I think <clears throat> what you just said was so striking, which is oh, and there she goes. Like, yeah, I didn't take action. I'm sort of in a free state. I'm still over here, sort of in a free state, but I'm really, I am actually really interested in her. And I've stayed so long in a free state that now she has left. Yeah. And there's such a sense of, at least in my experience with the clients I've worked with, there's such a sense of what could have been. Like there's such a sense of loss and grief around, like I didn't, I didn't do anything. I felt frozen. And then there's a lot of shame that goes along with that I would imagine tons 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 of shame yeah it's a it's a hard moment to think back upon of like wow I could have and I didn't and I'll never Aww. know that person I know? couldn't and I didn't and I'll never yeah most do likely do you feel like pickup helped with that at all for you or your crew? um I would say what I got out of it was some camaraderie I think is a big piece of it that um a lot of guys don't know they're looking for until they get into the scene because a lot of those pick up a lot of the pickup world there are books and pdfs but it really all drives towards seminars and in-person things where you're around other men with a shared goal positive or negative however you look at it mm-hmm. of like trying to go out and pick up women through, pick up women move through the world differently and support each other in that process like literally that's they they very much um embraced the wingman term from uh, the military and so you wing each other as you go out right you go out to support your brother as he's trying to score with some chick Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. as they would think of it (laughs) (laughs) so that piece was very true and i think in some sense just even opening and creating a space to talk about how hard it is of like, why? oh, wait, I, it's hard for me. I don't know what to do. And then sometimes it doesn't work. And then suddenly there's, you know, there were probably hundreds of thousands of messages across different message boards of a world just opening up of people being able to talk about how much they struggled with women. Yeah. That's actually a really good point because the things that stay hidden and stay in the shadows that we don't talk about don't tend to get better. <laughs> so yeah. at least there's a way that I feel like the pickup industry becomes a place you know because if you do something like if you google how to get better with girls like which a lot of guys google and they're still googling it because i'm asking i'm asking them um this is the entree this is who shows up is the pickup artist world how to get better with girls like they've got a lock on that search phrase and term and it seems like you know there are some really manipulative elements that we can like discuss but on the bright side at least like you said it's like oh there's a way to do this there's at least some info out there there are people that have their attention on it I can buy a pdf I can buy a book I can take a course it's not like this thing that I have to stay helpless around Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing like you said that I have um appreciated about about the the scene is it does seem to emphasize action there is a lot of like get out there get out there like go to the bar try this go do it like get it in your body try some things instead of just book learning totally because i think a lot (laughs) of that is you know at least for nice guys like they don't need more book learning that's not gonna help them grow but actually going out and testing it out and trying things you know, like when you were doing it, when you, you said you didn't have a lot of success with women when you were doing it, did you still get anything out of going out and being out trying things? Um, there's always the sense of, it's not quite accomplishment, but like, oh, I went for it. Like learning to tune into that more than like, did it work or did it not work? Yeah. There was somebody and I talked to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's simple. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think for a lot of guys, the we like to have plans and yeah. so the idea that, oh, I can learn these systems so I can have a plan, so I can go into this situation and feel more comfortable about it. Sometimes, even though I don't think that ultimately works, it's enough to get you over the resistance of moving across the room. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you're saying that a lot of pickup artists, when you study their work, you'll feel like you have a plan. I think that's what a lot of the, mm-hmm. what I got out of it and a lot of men got out of it, mm-hmm. right? It's like literally... Um, what is the mathematics of this? Oh, here's a routine. I run this. She says this. I say this. Mm-hmm. I do, 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 and it'll work. Mm-hmm. You know, and ultimately there's less vulnerability in that, but it still gets people moving. And I, you know, I would say I have worked with clients 
who um, were actually in relationships but had a lot of social anxiety, and they went to pick up artists who took them out into the world and would literally just push them into rooms to, like, talk to people. Yeah. And in a sense, it worked. Like, after an hour of that, something would happen and they'd have a conversation and feel good about it. Um, in another sense, I think it's totally a shotgun approach that developmentally could re-traumatize people yes. as much as anything else. Yes. But that action piece, I think, is absolutely one of the gifts of that movement of like, yeah, try something, experiment, mm-hmm. go out and try it and get information. Get out into stretch, the field and stretch, try this. Try new things, get into your, um, your, get out of your comfort zone. So there was definitely a lot of that with me, a lot of that. Yeah. But I think for me, I quickly discovered it never felt authentic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thinking about what I'm about to say was not something I needed as a man who lived mostly in his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so what, what happened that summer? You, I mean, at what point did you realize that you had outgrown that as um, a system? Yeah, we started to lose interest. We just, I think we all started to lose interest. I mean, in one sense, it was the feeling of like, I don't actually like being out of bars. <laughs> Like it was a big shift for me of like, wow, this realization that like sometimes I'd be going out and I didn't actually want to be there. It was a huge shift for me of like, wow, I don't want to be here right now. I'm going to go home. And like, what a crazy experience that was. And that, um, as all that was going on, I mean, the bless, the blessed part of the community I was in was we were very anchored in transformation and consciousness. So we were meditators and doing all this stuff. And I think that work, started working even more than the pickup work. Yeah. And so my energy just started naturally going back towards my own healing more than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. And when you say it was working, do you mean in general it was help, helping your life get better? And did that include women or that it was just helping um, with women? It was getting a little better. And I think, yeah, I had things got a little better with women. There was a little more freedom for me around that. Mm-hmm. And, less constriction around it um and just just ultimately you know the more time like the game's a pretty unique thing because it was written by someone who was outside of the community um who had powerful experiences in it and then you know began teaching in his own right um but even him within like two or three years his energy was shifting around it um out of like the pickup world and I think myself, definitely, there was just a saturation of you hit the eighth site and you can just energetically feel like what's wrapped up in that work. Yeah. Tell, like, tell me more about that. Because what you mean is like by the eighth website of these kinds of... Yeah, of like going and getting PDFs and reading about systems mm-hmm. and hearing people's field reports. It's just like, oh, do I ultimately want... Su- is this the type of success I want? Yeah. And um, tell me, what is the type of success that they were? You know, the metric for almost all of those pickup communities at the time, now, I don't know at modern times for sure because I'm not in that world anymore, but the metric was like basically a win is can I go out one night and within a single night sleep with a woman and if I want to never talk to her again. Yeah. Like, just that simple. Yeah. It was just boom. Yeah. To, to uh, do that. And so, you know, it was like a um, a belt kind of contest. Of yeah. Like, success was sleeping with a woman. Yes. So the, right. And it success was not, was not like, a relationship or depth. Yeah. That's right. I think that's important to point out is that the, the, the vibe, sort of the vibe or the vibration around a lot of pickup artist stuff is, can you go out, make the first move? Uh, get the phone number, escalate, which means like kiss her or like mm-hmm. move move it forward sexually, keep escalating and escalate until you have sex. And then you can either decide whether you want to keep in touch with her or not. Yep. But the but that's the like, the drive is very much like, this is what it's about. Go out, hunt the deer, like kill the deer, like, you know, either take the deer yep. home or don't. Like, but there's a very, I don't know, um, single-minded it feels to me single-mindedness to pick up as an industry this is what it's about rather than and then there's all of these other options and like you know for example as a woman like sensitivity to her like does she actually want to do that like because some pickup stuff is rapey like let's just put it in the space it's true some pickup stuff is rapey and there's not a lot of like (laughs) 
here's how to be attuned. Here's what trauma looks like in a woman. When she's in a freeze response, she's not necessarily going to be able to give you a yes consent Mm -hmm. thing. And here's what to do, which is don't have sex with her in that moment, right? Like wait and actually be attuned. There's, I mean, I haven't read a lot of pickup stuff that has anything about attunement. Like it seems like, no, (laughs) it seems like no. And And it seems like a lot of it is sort of like directed at men who might not feel confident about women in the first place. And so it's, it's almost like just driving them to become the alpha patriarch, like, or not patriarch, but in a, in a patriarchy, like become the alpha dude. Right. And they use that word a lot. They use alpha and beta all the time. It's all over their material, but it, it seems to me like there is a huge missing element in, in it, which is attunement. It's yeah. not about that. They don't even talk about it. They're not even really aware of it. They're just like, hunt the deer, hunt the deer, hunt the deer, hunt the deer, which means have sex with her yeah. and like get notches on your bedpost. And it's not really like about her experience and her experience is often missing in there. Yeah, yeah. Did you, when you were like exploring that world, did you, was that part of what you meant about like feeling the vibe of the sites? Yeah. I think for me, it was a pretty clear feeling early on that, um, there's like a an objectification and scientific methodness to it that depersonalizes the whole experience in a lot of ways that just doesn't feel great it just does not feel great and like what's the desired outcome you know starting to read materials and look at things like quickly like ooh no and that the realization of yeah the kind of paradox is if i can't attune to a woman that's why I would need a system, a process to run, right? Um, and so in some ways, the people creating those systems probably aren't going to know how to attune to a woman, mm. right? So there's like a vibration that it even has. And then just the absurdity of, um, you know, it was around soon after that time that I got exposed to authentic relating and like real communication and intimacy and vulnerability and stuff. And just the the insanity of like the frame I always explain to people in the work I do is, yeah, the pickup world is kind of like someone sat around, looked at guys who were having success with women and looked at what they did, what behaviors they did, and then wrote those behaviors down and then said, if you do those, these behaviors, it'll lead to X, Mm -hmm. which is a total outside in approach to meeting someone and dating someone. And the truth is it kind of works. It kind of works. Um, it kind of works for a while. I think it kind of works for a while. Um, and then the other thing is, I think it kind of works on a certain type of woman, truth that is be a told. That's a good point, yes. Um, like, not to judge anyone that goes to a, every man or woman that goes to a bar, but there's like a, a vibration of um, self awareness. Like, self awareness is the antidote to pick up, in my mm-hmm. sense, right? Like, a very self-aware, attuned woman, I think, can sniff that shit miles away. Mm-hmm. Miles away. And will throw it right in your face and name what you're doing. Like, Well, let's talk about this for a second because I think that's one of the things, and I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in pickup. I've, I've looked at the material, especially since a lot of my guys have come from that. I would say like a lot of my clients are pickup refugees. (laughs) They're like, this is not what I want to do, but I want to do something and get better with women. And I'm like, I can help with that. Um, but from one, one of the things I remember from it is, um, called negging, which is, uh, giving a woman a negative comment. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's sort of a barb and then, um, and, and then sort of like a, it's like a backhanded compliment basically. Like, and, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Can you think of a good example of negging? Like a neg? Um, like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really tight shirt. Okay, yes. <laughs> like, okay, that's kind of a, kind of rude, actually. Yeah. And um, then the idea behind negging is to get the woman to qualify herself to yeah. you. Right? So you're, you're sort of, you're giving her a backhanded compliment and then hoping that she's going to try to, like, become like want to prove herself to you in some way and yes to speak to what you said I believe that a lower self-esteem woman will respond to that and they will want to qualify themselves and they will want to sort of 
get their value back or prove mm-hmm. that they are worthy. But a high self-esteem woman is going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to totally. want to relate with you anymore. And I, I, I can't say for sure whether I've been negged or whatever. Like someone was like, this is pickup and I'm running a thing. But I've definitely been in circumstances where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not relating with you anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am done with this conversation now. Like this doesn't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel valued. I don't feel seen. Yeah. And I don't feel like, like I, I, I remember relating with certain guys where I was like, I feel like there's something else going on under the surface here. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it doesn't feel good. Yeah. So I'm done with you now. And so it's sort of to your point, like, yeah, sure. It's going to sort of work kind of some of the time. And who is it going to work on? And is that the vibe you want to be putting out right into the world and kind of creating more of? Most of the guys I work with in their heart of hearts don't actually want to be with a woman it would work on. Mm. Right. Because the, the guys I tend to work with like want depth and actually want relationships, Yeah, but they've had just a hard time with it. And so pickups one of the first places they go and they get into that world and they kind of get sucked in. And mm-hmm. I would say the gift of the pickup is just the movement. It's the action. Mm. It's like getting the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I can move now. I can move now. Yeah. It like, but, like, beyond that, I never found it to really have much to offer of, like, and then what? Yeah, sort of the depth piece that you just When mentioned. your script runs out, like, right? Because right? there's only so many lines right. and things to do and only so many times you can use that to get her back to your apartment or whatever that might be. Like, then there's real relating yeah. that cannot work off a script. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where, uh, in that world, you could read the message boards and Totally. You know, people would get to the point where it'd be like a real relationship and they would have no idea what they were doing. That's such a good point. And even in the, in the word pickup, like if you think about it in like a game, game context, like, okay, you've yeah. picked up the ball, but like, but now where now are what? you going? Yeah, like, totally. where, are you, where are you running the ball? Like, what is the, yeah. what's the rest of the play? And it really just sort of doesn't help with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, um, you know, I think we both get, get, uh, guys reaching out to us that have come from that world. So I just want to name, this is an email I got uh, a couple months ago. Um, and I get ones like this regularly. So this person says, Melanie, I'm looking for someone who can guide me on how to talk to women, connect with them and date them. I invested time and money in pickup artist techniques and courses that I later realized were very insincere, deceiving and fake. I don't want to quote, get women because I don't see them as trophies that you get. I also don't want to, quote, approach women like as if they were some prey versus predator. I just want to hang out with them. Especially, I don't want to, quote, pick up women as if they were some fruit. (laughs) These words I know pick up guys use all the time, so I avoid them. I just want to figure out a strategy to connect with women that aligns with my values. And that's 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 the end of the email. But that last part is what I often hear, which is um, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. Like a lot of the guys that I end up working with are like, I did the pickup thing and it sort of kind of worked sometimes, but it just didn't, it just never felt like me. Like it never felt like you said, authentic or and congruent. Is yeah. Like it's, congruent. it's incongruent. And when it's incongruent, that's the other thing. If, if you're running a pickup routine, and you're being incongruent, meaning you're running a routine that is not you, and it works on a woman, you've attracted someone who's attracted to that version of mm. you or that, right? Yeah. It's like pulling someone into a different vibration than you actually are. And then you have to deal with the reality of that later on. Yeah. Versus like being yourself from the beginning, anyone that's going to respond to that, oh, it turns out they actually like you. <laughs> that's simple. <laughs> And everything is easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm curious in your in your experience. It sounds like you found authentic relating in the authentic relating tribe, which is a lot about how to talk to people and interact with them and bring your full self to that encounter. Yep. Did you find that that then impacted your your success with women? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that work and some of the deeper transformational work I was in at the time I think you know I probably didn't have this as a conscious thought at that time but looking back one of the shift points would have been oh there's no point in doing this if I don't feel comfortable in my own skin Mm. and doing this you mean approaching women yeah Yeah. like running a routine even if I do the routine perfectly if I'm like not okay with who's here running it 
there's going to be something off no matter what. So yeah. what do I need to do to just be more okay yeah. with myself? And that's where I think the authentic relating work really came in in terms of just being able to be honest about the places I don't feel, did not feel okay with myself and communicate that. Um, and in some sense, real authentic relating is totally the opposite of pickup in that pickup is routines and pre-planned and flow charts and authentic relating is what's happening right here and now in this moment. Mm. That's it. Just coming back to that over and over and yeah. being willing to share that in the relational field. Yeah. And, and that could mean like, I remember, so I just want to give, um, Decker and Brian a shout out mm-hmm. for being pioneers in the authentic relating thing. I remember Decker telling a story once about, uh, crossing crossing a bar or something to talk to a woman and get, and arriving and saying to her I really thought I would come up with something by now but I didn't and that was true that was the truth in the moment and she laughed and everybody laughed at the table yeah and by what I'm hearing part of you uh saying is what Brian said at the time which was he would try to do the same things yep. as Decker. Like totally. he would, he would try to say the same things and get none of the results. And was finally like, "What the fuck? Like, what the yeah. fuck is Decker doing that I'm not doing to get the women that he's getting? I don't get it. Like, what am I missing? What's going on?" And that was basically the origin of the Authentic Man program. Exactly. Was Brian saying, "What the fuck is Decker doing that's working so well that?" I'm not doing and not and having he had the, the beauty of that program, the Authentic Man program, and their insight was, oh, we shouldn't be studying what they're doing on the outside. It's what is going, is the perspective shift of how is it Decker orients to himself and his life? Yeah. And how do I bring that my authentic version of that in my life out? Because, right, the pickup, yeah, totally, the pickup version of that would be a guy would see Decker do that mm-hmm. and then write that line mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and then go across the room and try to deliver it to another woman. Yes. And sometimes it might work, you know, the truth, like if he really kind of owned it and uh-huh. smiled, but most of the times it probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Because it wasn't real for them. It's not an actual thing happening in the moment. And, like, we talk about so much, particularly women who have higher self-esteem that have just done more work and are more self-aware they're tuning forks and they can feel oh Mm -hmm. does he really mean that yeah and they can also feel like because a lot of you know what you and I do in our work with men is are you breathing right like are you breathing like I I've had men come up to me who are breathing shallowly and they're only up you know chest up and I get anxious. <laughs> like yeah. It doesn't matter what he's, the words he's saying to me now. I feel anxious in my body and I feel less likely to want to go out with him because I don't inherently want to feel anxious. I want to feel more relaxed, not yeah. more anxious. So, yeah, there was definitely a lot around um, Decker's presence. Mm-hmm. Like Decker is a very present guy and has cultivated presence and, and continues to and very attuned. Very attuned so to men and women alike. So when he's walking up, there's a level of relaxation in the system, yeah. presence, which is also, by the way, part of why he was able to laugh at himself in that moment and say, like, I really thought I would come up with something by now. I mean, I really thought that would happen. And he wasn't like, oh, God, I really thought that I would come up with something right now. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can hear it, like, in the oh, voice, yeah. in the physiology. Like, that would maybe not have worked. Totally. Like, she might have been like, okay, well, it's cool, but maybe, like, I'm here with my girlfriends instead of, like, that was really funny. Like, now we're sharing a moment, and, mm-hmm. like, it's just different. So, um, yeah, the the inner work that you point to, I think, is sort of the missing part of pickup that is um it's like the meat of what is actually needed it's the it is yeah. the it's what women crave it's the difference between her wanting to see you again and her not wanting to see you again because that's the other thing about pickup right is like it sort of breaks down when it's like okay I had sex with her but I want to see her again I don't really know what to do now yep. like I don't oh, totally. there's no roadmap it's like it sort of leads you to the cliff and then it's like hey bye like there's yeah nothing. once you have to actually start relating mm-hmm. um, yeah and and you know the more time i think well in the best case scenario i'd say the more time you spend with someone the less it's to keep them 
is a purely objective person in your mind, right? Like, oh my God, she has a house and she's stressed about, you know, like you can't necessarily get that in a week always if you're just seeing her at a bar and then taking her home. But as you move towards a relationship, it's like, oh, this is a whole person yeah. who has feelings. And I think that's when a lot of guys run away. Yeah. Uh, too. It's like, ah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with that. Yeah. Or don't know how to. Yeah. Because that piece is, or at least especially back then, was not taught. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So in terms of your, um, your own journey and then into becoming a coach, what did you start finding in terms of what actually helped you cultivate that presence that we were just talking about? Yeah, this is um, really, you know, it's such a loaded term, but doing my work, as we say. And so that was a combination of joining a men's group, uh, like I've talked about, therapy, going to the gym, doing physical embodiment practices, um, and really just getting to know myself, and particularly going into old wounding and just exploring it and being with it and realizing Mm -hmm. and getting a clear sense of my story and um, turning much deeper inwards Mm -hmm. and and getting in, um, you know, there's that great word. uh, I think it's interoception, Mm -hmm. interoception. I can't, I can't Mm -hmm. ever say it, but developing the awareness of what's happening in my body and being able to name emotions, sensations. um, Because the second I was able to start doing that, that's a game changer when it comes to relating. Yeah. Because just sharing the information. You know, we talk about sharing self-talk is one of the greatest things you can do in authentic relating. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I'm noticing I'm feeling this. Yeah, I'm <laughs> noticing just... I'm feeling I'm feeling a little nervous right now. Yeah. Or I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling excited. Or I'm feeling very excited to see you and I'm just feeling very turned on. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and so as that came online, you know, one of, the, one of the things I talk to all the guys we work with about is... Um, when you're in congruence with yourself and when you're in alignment and in integrity and as a man you have access to your head, heart, and cock, as we say, and all three of those energy centers are online and working, you don't need pickup. You don't need pickup. Yeah. You don't, you just get to be in the moment. Yeah. And connect and feel and attune. And you don't need routines. You don't need pre-plans. You don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. Like you get to just be. Yeah. And when you just be authentically, you tend to magnetize people who are also authentically being themselves, mm-hmm. which leads to greater relationships, I mm-hmm. find, as well. Yeah, I think that's really important, what you said about interoception or whatever. We'll have to like look yeah. that up. Um, but it does feel to me like a lot of men are really cut off from how they're actually feeling. And I'm not just talking about emotions, but sensations. Like, I'm oh, feeling... Totally you know, a churning in my stomach. I'm feeling hot in my throat. I'm feeling any, like, body sensations and and emotions, um, which I think is a result of partly of the culture. The culture doesn't teach men really how to feel. And, in fact, it teaches them to not feel. And, you know, obviously, like, we can't change all of American culture, but I feel like that's part of um, the problem with relationships is that when that is brought into relationships, then the women are like, I want to feel you more. Yeah, and they, and the men are like, I don't know what that means. Like, I've I don't, been there. right. Like, and, like, cause a lot of the guys that, that I'll work with, I'm like, I can't feel you from like any chest down. And yeah. they're like, I don't, what does that mean? I'm standing right here. Like, mm-hmm. and then we, again, we work on the breath, like bringing the breath all the way down and like, Oh, I can feel my stomach softening and all of that stuff, which sounds I think could sound like kind of boring or esoteric or strange or like, what does this have to do with relating with women? But like you said, it's intimately related because women are tuning forks and we are feeling a man as he's approaching us. I mean, I can feel a present grounded guy from across the bar and want to have sex with him before he's even like looked my way, Totally, you know, and that, and that is in addition to being cool, it's also like a lot less work. For the for men, right? Like, yeah. if they, I mean, yes, of course, it's important, very important, to be able to take action, cross the room, go, you know, go get her. And as you cultivate this inner stillness and you work on your shit, like you're saying, a lot of your journey was working on your own inner stuff and moving through it. As you do that, she's gonna be attracted to you, such that when you go over 
she's going to want to hang out with you. Yeah. Right. So there's like an A and a B, like as you're cultivating it, you are, cre- you are, you are magnetizing, you're magnetizing people. Absolutely. And yes, it is important to be able to go and approach, but yeah. it also doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you can go and approach if you have a super anxious system that, you know what <laughs> so I mean? That's going to repel. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, you yeah, can yeah. Appro- approach, but then it'll repel. And so <laughs> it's, it's t- totally, um, the, uh, this is so. This is so huge. I mean, it's so big, and it's so much of our work. I think as men is not only do we have the like cultural conditioning of masculinity, you're kind of fighting against that. That yeah, you're rewarded based on achievement, regardless of how you feel. Like in, in sports and academics well said. And, yeah, and um, the, the military, right? It's like your body is disposable. It's boom, do whatever it takes, um, and. That's, you know, particularly in American culture, like it's the epitome of the great man who uh, nothing stopped him. Yeah. You know, then you see his body's crumbling or you've ruined 20 relationships or whatever. Um, But so not only do we have that, but then we have the reality of um, our physiology today in which like we've talked about in when when we, when you talk about getting your guys out of their head, Mm -hmm. it's literally in from about the neck down to your leg sacrum, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in the yogic traditions, what they call the center channel. Mm-hmm. You could also call it kind of in a technical way, your spine, mm-hmm. where all the nerves your core. Kind of come together, yep. where your vagal nerve runs. Yep. And it's literally our tuning fork for our bodily sensations and those around us. And how 90% of people sit and stand these days is at a computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the keyboard, which rolls your shoulders forward, mm-hmm. so it starts to collapse your center column, and then you hunch, uh-huh. and your your glutes turn off, and literally we're hunching in mm. on the piece of ourselves that is the most um, sensitive to feeling, and and then we're walking around with our phones like this, mm-hmm. which again just kind of collapses you in, um, and so a huge part of the work. Um, for any man wanting to become more present in the world is opening up your body. Yeah. Like literally tight hips. Yep. Tight hips. I battle it still. Mm-hmm. Um, tight hips, tight sex, as one of my teachers says. Yeah. And uh, shoulders. Like shoulders. Learning to pull your shoulders back. I mean, like when you talk about presence, like three or four simple posture adjustments in front of, with a, you know, with, with us and a client in front of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like physics. Oh, yeah. Like you can be, hey, do, breathe here, move up here. Yep. And then suddenly the woman's like, oh. Yes. I can't tell you how many workshops I've been been in where I'm like, I feel like half of my job is just pulling a man's shoulders back and, yeah. and having him breathe all the way down, relax his stomach a little bit, and be on the ground. Like, oh, yeah. now I can feel you. Now I would notice you. Now I feel safer with you. That's another one because a lot of the men that I work with, they really don't want women to feel unsafe. They don't want women to feel uncomfortable. They don't want women to feel anxious or awkward around them. And so they're, they're trying to manage themselves, like kind of almost like contort themselves to avoid that when actually the trick is like breathing and relaxing. Like as, as the man breathes and relaxes, I automatically feel more comfortable, safer, Mm -hmm. all of those other things. So it's almost like maybe the opposite of what he's thinking or like he's trying to help, right? He's trying to not make me feel uncomfortable. So he's up in his head being like, oh God, did I say the wrong thing? Did I, (laughs) right? And then, and as, and as I say that, even my, like my, my shoulders are hunching, like I'm contracting because I'm, I'm all, because I'm worried basically because I'm worried there's energy to it instead of like, just breathing and trusting that that's that's the work that's that's, that's the that's work. the piece that pickup right doesn't teach yeah and can't well it can't it's not equipped to teach in all in a lot of ways um and it's this you know again the whole point of like opening this center channel the center column we were talking about or a feeling body is that that's where the interoception comes from so we can the more open our system is to feeling the more we can feel what's going on in ourselves and the more that we feel what's going on in ourselves, the easier that is to share with others. And as we've talked about before, and certainly something I experienced, um, 
one of the most mind-blowing experiences I had as a man was sharing something I was feeling that I didn't necessarily think was a positive thing, like, mm. oh, I'm nervous or I'm anxious or I'm feeling a little jealous about this. And the very fact that I had awareness of what was going on in my system and presenced it in real time, that what was, is what was sexy to the woman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what was sexy. Mm-hmm. Versus, as you've shared, the being around a man, getting very clear he's feeling something and he doesn't even know it. Yeah. Danger, danger, Will Robinson, right? Like, <laughs> yes. how could you feel safe with that? Right, yes, because what you're describing is, and I think this happens a lot, where the woman is aware of what the man is feeling and he's not aware of it, that doesn't feel safe. I've definitely, I feel like I felt like that often in past relationships where I, f- I feel that he's angry or upset and he isn't aware of that. And there, that disconnect doesn't feel safe. Like when I'm like, what's wrong or what's happening? He's like, nothing, everything's fine. Like, I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to leave the room now. Cause like, I don't, this just, the dissonance is just very jarring. And, yeah. um, and that's kind of, you know, there's, there's advanced levels that happen when you're in a relationship of awareness and feeling and all of that stuff. But I can definitely say that the, the basics, you know, around pickup and getting into a relationship, for example, does start with it. It starts with, with the body awareness and all the things that we're talking about. Um, and one of my favorite stories from our, from our, one of the guys in our program, uh, is we had this discussion about, um, him approaching women and he, he had this sort of like, Oh, well, of course I don't approach, you know, I saw this girl, but of course I didn't go up to her. And I stopped him and was like, what is, I'm sorry, can we go back to the part where you said, of course you didn't go talk to her. And we sort of explored it. And then a couple weeks later, and basically what he said was like, well, I don't want to bother someone or almost like, well, I've never done that. I don't really do that. And I was like, well, what would it be like if you just did it, you know, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and breathed and like got grounded and then just went over and said, hi, my name is blank. Just, just that. And what's so awesome is, um, you know, in our program, a lot of what we do is this stuff of cultivating presence. So that his nervous system is a little more relaxed at a baseline, just wandering around the world. So a couple of weeks later, he was like, yeah, I went to an event and there was a girl and then all of a sudden I was talking to her yeah. and he like, couldn't really remember the, like he couldn't really remember the part of like going over. And I, to me, that was a huge win because it was like, yeah, because it meant he was present and in his body, if he was in his head, he'd remember like all the like, Oh, well I thought about it. And then I was like, well, maybe I should go to talk to her at the punch bowl. Cause that'll be better. And she'll be like, it'll, but he, he just did it. Yeah. It was like, I'm noticing the energy. I'm noticing the pull I'm going over. And he was like, the next thing I knew we were talking and I think he got her number. I don't remember the end of the story, but I just remember thinking like, and this is why I do what I do. Like, I'm like, big win, like, huge win in, like, not very much time, yeah, right? Like, absolutely. that's what's exciting about the body stuff. To me, it's like a hack. Like, this just works better, mm-hmm. and it's faster, and yeah. So, anything else you want to add to that particular um, ju- just thought? Just the, the second piece of that, which kind of follows what we were just saying, is that same center column that allows you to become aware of yourself is also how you get to better attune to your partner mm. where you can start to feel what's going on for her mm. and start to presence that. And that's a massively powerful tool yeah. for creating significant and deep relationships. So it serves both ways. It serves you being able to better communicate what's going on for you, yourself. And then it's what allows you to, you know, when your woman walks in the house and you just notice she's, holding her shoulder in a certain way to feel, oh my God, like, are you okay? Yeah. And then, boom, you know, it opens the floodgates or something. Yeah, that's a really good point. That awareness to, like, uh, just feel your partner. Yeah, and and my experience when that happens is that I feel seen. Like, I feel noticed. I feel seen. And the fact that I feel seen has me feel much safer to share. Yeah. When When I'm the one coming to him and he hasn't noticed, I feel less safe. I feel less open, like less able to share everything that's on my mind or in my heart. Whereas if he's like, hey, I noticed something's going on. What's up? I'm like, oh, I, I, there's like a space for me to step into. Like it's more, it just feels safer. So again, yeah. like that, that 
that word, which I feel like in my experience, a lot of men really want their women to feel safe. Um, massively. Yeah. Is yeah. It's like a, a, a big part of that. Mm-hmm. That again, like you said, like isn't normally taught and certainly isn't taught in the pickup scene. Yeah, totally not. <laughs> <laughs> totally not. Yeah, so... And, yeah, and the, the last thing I'll just want to say is what I love about this podcast is the reality is, um, you know, I think part of the crazy concoction of all this and how it's some men's first exposure to men's work was like, this stuff exploded at the same time as the internet. Mm. And it turns out a lot of the guys that created the internet or were good at internet things weren't necessarily good at relating. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's just the truth. Like, the skill that allows you to sit at a computer for eight hours yeah. in your head yeah. in a cognitive space is different from the skill that allows you to look at someone and know how they're feeling. Yeah. Um, so that, like, has a certain energetic field to it that attracted a certain type of person who was teaching it with certain needs and other people who were struggling with it. Um, but it's also, those guys are really good at what they do in terms of internet marketing. Mm-hmm. So it actually has like a presence on the internet yeah. um, that I don't know if it'll ever go away. But what is exciting, I think, about a lot of the guys we meet is it's so clear that they're outgrowing it. Yes. Meaning, oh, I came to it, I got a little something, and that wasn't deep enough, yeah. and I wanted something deeper. Yeah. Which is where like your podcast, and I feel like this whole wave that's happening right now of getting very real and authentic about the whole process is yeah so much healthier and so much more robust. And that's where our coaching program comes in too, yeah. because a lot of the guys that come in are like, I'm looking for something that can help me with women and is in alignment with my values. Like I want yeah. both. I don't want to just find something in line with my values and not get better with women. Like I really want that. Mm-hmm. And I want it to feel right for me. Like, and yeah. I want to feel good Seriously. about my teachers. I want to feel like they yeah. care and like they care about both yeah. people in the equation, not just notches on the bedpost. Yep. Um, so real quick before we uh, hear more about what you're up to, um, I just also want to give Neil Strauss a shout out because he has grown tremendously. And one of his latest books is called the truth an uncomfortable book about relationships and it's excellent. I couldn't recommend it more. I think he basically comes to the same thing that you did, which is like, it's about the deep inner work and he really describes a lot of his deep inner work and gets really vulnerable. And I think in a, in a leadership capacity, I was very impressed um, at the sort of transformation between the same dude who wrote the game wrote this book that is like, yeah, I had to go to fucking therapy and like, it was hard and it was, (laughs) and all this shit came up and then, you know, but the depth of relationships after that is tremendous. Yeah. So I, I really recommend the book. I'll drop it in the show notes and it's um, amazing. This is so nerdy, but he's like the Peter Benchley of, um, of pickup and Peter Benchley was the guy who wrote Jaws. Uh huh. And then when Jaws got written, uh, people started killing a lot, a lot of sharks. Oh, a lot, a lot of sharks. No. And he became one of the biggest advocates for sharks in the end, spending the rest of his life trying to outdo the damage he oh. caused by creating Jaws, which is just... So there's just yeah. a piece of... Uh, I really appreciate yeah. with Neil around that. Is in some sense, because he was such a big voice of that movement, the fact that he has spoken to more depth around it uh, yeah. is a really powerful thing I think he chose to do. Yeah, good yeah. point. Wow, I didn't know that about Peter Benchley. Yeah, it's still <laughs> I like sharks. <laughs> Shark week coming up. Anyway, um, yeah, so tell us a little more about what you're up to and because you've got a couple things going besides just our program. Yes, so uh, there's a couple different things I uh, offer to men. Uh, the first is I do live weekends a couple times a year. These are called uh, my shadow breakthrough weekends. And when Mel and I are talking about like going deep and doing your work, this is the kind of opportunity for that. Um, where we create a very tight container and I've been trained in a lot of different facilitation skills and been on a pretty deep journey myself and really more than anything else it's us practicing really feeling what's most present in your system and just being with it Um, and helping it move if it's stuck and oftentimes as soon as we're with it it starts to move and we can express it and we can let that energy kind of move Um, so a lot of times not always but a lot of times it's pretty significantly related to early developmental um, traumas and behaviors and family of origin stuff. Um, So that is a very powerful 
powerful tool and very deeply connecting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never had the experience of going deep with a tribe of men in a weekend, uh, that itself can be a game changer mm-hmm. in addition to this kind of moving and liberating of energy that's um, oftentimes from the past that is preventing us from being in the present. Yep. Exactly, and preventing us from having success with women. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of somatic work as we talk about in terms of body sensation and breath work and um, exploring what's true. So I have one of those coming up in September, and then what are the uh, dates for that? That's September 15th and 16th. Okay. Um, and then, we'll drop this in the show notes too for everybody. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, for guys that are maybe in a relationship or just focus more on their careers right now or just kind of a more general sense of wanting something to move in their life. I'm launching an eight-week uh, kind of virtual men's group, which is just going to, we're going to meet every Tuesday night, and that's going to be um, focused on really whatever breakthrough you want to make in your life right now, um, you know. And you can be anywhere in the country or be, in the world, because I know I have international listeners, so if you have been wanting to do something around this, that would be a good entree. And that'll give you the experience of deep group work virtually with guys and some one-on-one coaching with me. Um, And yeah, quite powerful. And then kind of the signature piece, you know, our our, um, highest end offering is what you and I run together, which is our 10-week transformation virtual kind of group program for men called Pillars of Presence. And that's for you guys out there that are single or maybe just new in a relationship and it's there's still some uncertainty there that are just ready to rewire um, your systems and get the deep connections with women that you deserve. Yeah, and that includes interaction with women. In Yes. So, so there's interaction with women in the program, and I'm on the calls, um, so there's, there's more sort of feminine engagement on that one. Yeah, and that's uh, what Mel and I really specialize in is that inside-out transformation. Um, we want to get you lined up on the inside, so by the end of the program, you can go out and just be yourself and be able to connect with the people you feel most connect or called to connect with. Um, yeah. And have those deep, satisfying dates and relationships and experiences you want. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. So if you're interested in any of that, you can just email me, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and then I can connect you with Jason. Um, I think that's it. Is there anything else that you feel called to share before we wrap? Um. That feels great. That wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day. Sexy day.